Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. seems like we've stepped over into a time, a place, a place and a time in which the Lord is enabling us to see even more than we've seen before. An hour in which God will disclose to those seeking Him greater things, greater things that they can join themselves with as the Lord moves upon this earth in this hour, even this time of enlightenment. For as you know, as the enemy rises up and comes like a flood, God's grace will so much more abound. And so now you've come into that time where greater grace is being made available. And part of that grace is for you to see. To see the unseen, to know the unknown. So that you can walk in those high places with the Lord. So begin to say, I see. Begin to say, I know. By the Spirit of God that's within me. Then you'll begin to see things break open. Even glimmers and shafts of light shall increase in your midst. <laughs> and things will seem new to you. Things will seem fresh. And you'll have a fresh anointing to walk in me. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new hour. It's a new time. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll grab somebody. Say, tell them something good. Amen. Tell them something good. It's about to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again. Just praising the Lord.
God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, as you guys uh, probably already know, Mara and I grew up uh, on the East Coast. And uh, Mara was probably 15 minutes from the, from the ocean, from the beach. I lived about an hour and a half from the beach. And we just, my family and myself, we, we loved going to the Jersey Shore in the summertime. We'd go to Stone Harbor or sometimes uh, other places there on the southern coast of New Jersey. And, and I just loved the ocean. I mean, once I got into the ocean, I was in there all day long. And I used to do what they call uh, body surf. We didn't have surfboards, uh, so we had to use our body to surf on the waves. And so you began learning how the waves come and how to recognize the waves as they came in. And so we'd get out, we'd find ourselves sometimes uh, out, you know, 100 yards out into the ocean, and we would just keep looking on the horizon waiting for a wave to come. And when it began to swell, you see, one thing about a wave is that it, the, the ocean begins to draw itself back into where the wave is coming from, and then it comes and it breaks. And so if you're body surfing and you're judging the wave is there by it breaking, you're too late. It'll just knock you over. But if you, if you recognize the swell, it, the, the, the water drawing itself back, you can see it really clearly up against the shoreline because you can actually see water that's this shallow and a lot of it, it'll pull sand and water up from it and then it'll break right there on the shore. Well, in order to catch a wave, you had to, you had to start swimming the opposite direction when it started to draw back. And then you had momentum when that thing broke, that you could catch that wave, get on top of it, bow into it, and just ride that wave. And if you caught a good one, take you all the way until your chest is just scraping on the sand <laughs> on the shoreline. I do that all day long. Come on. And you know, a move of God is like that. I said a move of God is like that. Amen. Amen. The time that you see things appear to draw back is when we need to be in a place of preparation and anticipation and we need to be pressing at that time if we're going to wait for the manifestations of a move of god we're going to be behind it and then we're going to have to play ketchup or mustard or mayonnaise whatever you know the condiment is i want to be out ahead i want to be ready for that and i believe that that we've we've been seeing a major pullback and God is gathering things together that is all going to come and crash down upon the earth at one time. And he needs us to be there when it crashes down on the earth that we not be caught unaware. Amen? I believe that we have stepped in some, into some things. I believe this drawback happened several years ago maybe in, in 2015, in through 2016, there was a tremendous drawback and things began to happen that we didn't realize that God was a part of. 
And now we're starting to see evidence of what God has been doing, not just in that unseen realm, but also in areas of the natural realm. People being positioned, people being put into a place so God can use them when, when the time comes, when that wave begins to break. Amen? One of those areas that we need to become more proficient is in is, is seeing with our heart. Seeing with our heart. Right now, we need to be developing and, and sharpening and, and fine-tuning being led by the Spirit. Learning, learning his leadings, how he leads us from, from that place where, where he lives and where he dwells on the inside of us. Because when this thing starts to break loose, he's, he's using his entire body. This is going to be a move of the church. This is going to be a move of the body of Christ. This is going to be a move when we're all hands on deck, so to speak. And God's going to, he's going to move through all of us. If we recognize his voice, if we recognize his leadings, if we follow him. This is an exciting time. I said, this is an exciting time. Look over our shoulders and, and look at moves of God. Many of those moves have come after great controversy in the scene realm. The first move of God was after the crucifixion of Jesus. There's a lot of sad people out there. But they experienced the first move of God. Looked like everything was lost. They took our leader. They took our king. Here comes that wave getting ready. That was the pulling back. And then on the day of Pentecost, what, what would have happened if they weren't in the upper room getting ready? What would happen? The greatest he healing revival happened after World War II. Six million Jews were killed in that war. Countless soldiers from many nations. The world was in a place of mourning. And then in 1948, that wave crashed. And there was healing going on all over the world. The miraculous. You see the pulling back and then the breaking of the wave. This world is now experiencing a pandemic that has never happened before in the world. There's never been a worldwide epidemic ever. It's always been pockets. This one has impacted every nation. It's pulling back. Gathering for what? An outpouring of God's Spirit. Amen? I want to be in the middle of that. I said, I want to be in the middle of that. That's what we've been anticipating this for how many decades now? Ever since I got into Christendom, we've been talking about this. I believe we're that generation. I believe we're that generation. Amen. Well, I'm excited.
Did you guys bring your offering tonight to give to the Lord? Looks like uh, Dennis has his. If you need an envelope, you know how to do that. Just access that, fill that out. Get ready to express your heart to the Lord. And I realize that not everybody, every time an offering is taken up, is going to participate in that offering. But that doesn't mean that you can't join your heart to what you've already done and what you already have in the ground. You know, the, the area of finances is, is an area that you and I have to be very diligent in. Because the Bible is clear, the, the, the increase that God brings to us is going to come through the world financial system. God doesn't have money to drop out of heaven. It's got to come through the world system. And so many times, if not almost all the time, he needs us doing something that will cause that increase. Amen? Amen. And we just have to be diligent with the seed that we put in the ground, that he's opening something up for us. You know, I had this thought, and I've, I've thought about it several times. I picture Marianne and I with having too much. I picture us having too much. What do you mean too much? Well, that's the, that's the definition of an overflow from the seed that we give to the Lord. Amen. You know, he's, he, he told us that all grace would abound towards us, that we would have all sufficiency in all things, and we would abound to every good work. That's, that's the definition of godly prosperity. And so as I'm meditating in and seeing this with my heart, in my heart, this person came up to me. I was just, this, this is what I was seeing in my heart. And this person came up to me and he says, where'd you get all this, this money to, to do what you're doing? And I, I responded to him and I said, oh, I, I work for the greatest, uh, the, gre the greatest and the richest individual of the world. I work for the greatest being on the earth. And the person looked kind of you know, just, you know, couldn't, couldn't handle that. You know, he's probably thinking of natural people. But, you know, we serve the living God. Amen. And he's the richest person. And then I began to say to this person, what if an individual who had great wealth took his wealth and he hid it on the earth? And then several hundreds of years later, he had left a document saying where he had hid it. And you discovered that document, and then you just followed what was written in that, in that document, in that book, and you just followed it, and then you found out where he hid the gold, where he hid the silver, where he hid the wealth after he left. 
Well, don't you know that the Lord has hid wealth and riches in this earth? Not for the mafia, not for corrupt politicians. He left it for his family. He left it for you and I, the church. And do you know that if we develop our relationship to the degree where we, he shows us where it is. Might be in this job. Might be in this investment. Might be in buying this property. How many know after a while, as you follow him, you're going to have too much. And so I explained to this person that all I did was just work for the richest person on the, the world in the in the world, and he just showed me where the money was. I just followed him, and this is how I got too much. How about we just talk about this tonight? Understand that money, substance, financial ability is part of our redemption. Jesus hung on that cross to deliver us from poverty of having not enough. And not only did he deliver us from poverty, the Bible says that he's made us rich. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, he became poor. That you, through his poverty, might be rich. You see, Having money isn't who you are. Who you are is, is you're rich. Well, what's rich? I just told you. All grace abounding towards you that you'd have all sufficiency in all things, you abound to every good work. That's rich. And when you and I have substance, when we have more than we need, because God never tells you to take food out of your kids' mouths to give to Him. He wants us to give out of our overflow. Amen? And uh, sometimes I think we, we forget that God uses what we give him to facilitate the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember when Jesus spoke to uh, his disciples and he says, I, you know, I'm about ready to ride into town, you know, with my white hat on, but I, I need a vehicle. I have a need. I want you to go up to such and such a place 
and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see a donkey tied up here and I want you to tell the owner of that that I have need of it did you ever think about that that our giving is related to a need God has to fulfill the plan of God on the earth what if that guy said no no I I don't care if he needs it I'm gonna keep it don't get quiet on me just because we're talking about money Come on. I don't think that I think enough about this is that when, when I'm giving of the portion that he has led me to give from his book and from the inward witness that he has need of it that he has a home for it he has a purpose for it and that I'm gonna be a partner with him in fulfilling the commission of the Lord well I didn't think God needed anything well technically he doesn't but you understand that his his ministry of reaching the world with the gospel is done on enemy on enemy territory God can't just come down here and do what he wants this is all being done behind enemy lines where we happen to be <laughs> you get that <laughs> you guys are behind enemy lines and that's why the Lord has to work through us There was a time that this woman came, brought this alabaster of ointment. I think the, the Dake Bible says it was worth $26,000. I think it was one or two years' salary. That was the value of this alabaster container she brought that had an ointment inside of it. And it wasn't a container that, that could uh, be used a little at a time. It didn't have like a screw lid and you took a little out and then screwed it back up. It had to be broken. And you had to use it all at once. Well, she came and she broke that alabaster container before the Lord and began to anoint him. And then Judas, the one who carried the money bag, began to complain. Began to reprimand the Lord and say, Lord, that's wasteful. Don't you know that we could have taken that alabaster full of an ointment and we could have sold it and we could have fed the poor with it? Jesus said, uh-uh. time for me to be anointed for my passion because he was about to go to the cross and he says that what this woman has done will never be taken from her because he had a need of being anointed with this oil as he went to the cross that woman will be known for eternity for anointing the Christ as our Lamb of God. 
and that will never be taken from her. You see, every time we give, understand that there is a purpose that's attached to our giving. A God purpose. And it's twofold. Number one is fulfilling the plan of God on the earth. Of which you and I will be known for all of eternity. We won't be known as the one that wrapped it up in a napkin and hid it under a rock. But we're going to be known as those that recognize what money's for, at least a portion of it. I said a portion of it. I said at least a portion of it. And it's been separated. And it is holy to give unto the Lord. And it fulfills his purpose as we worship him. And the other purpose is that God needs us to give him substance so that he can take it, break it, and multiply it back to us. Don't ever let anybody browbeat you that because you're a Christian you have to be poor. Amen. God has given us all good things to enjoy. And he says that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow This is the reason, probably the number one reason why people don't go to church. Because they don't want to be embarrassed that they're not putting anything in the offering plate. So they don't come. Amen. But you know, that's, that's not you. That's not you. You see, your life isn't about you. It's about you in Christ. It's about you bringing your supply. It's about you serving the Lord. It's about you wanting to be where He is. And so, these little things about taking up an offering, that's who I is. I'm a giver. Freely have we received, freely we... Freely we, yes. freely we. Yes. So we understand tonight as we give that we're putting something in motion. Number one, we are bringing resources and placing them in the hands of the Lord so that he can utilize and make Jesus famous. I want you to understand that every time that you give here at this church, Birthed Family Church, that we tithe off of our income. Actually, we're, we're giving more than a tenth. 
We are supporting five missionaries every month. Yes. In Hungary, in Romania, India, Peru, and also some stateside ministers that are raising up Amen. ministers to go in the world to keep us. And we also are supporting the same amount that we're giving our missionaries per month. We're giving two major ministries. And both of these ministries were responsible for raising me up and my wife up to pastor this church. And they're the ones that are primarily feeding us to keep us ministering as your pastors in this church. And the Lord has been prompting me to add a third one. Who we're already giving individually to them. So every time that you give here, you're helping raise up ministers and reaching the lost in Romania, in Hungary. In India. In Peru. Thanks, Ken. Peru. Amen. And I'm not going to be happy until every flag is going to have a name and a ministry underneath of it. And so that we see that we are doing what Jesus to, told us to do is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. 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 Because that's our legacy. Amen. Being obedient to Jesus. Amen. And doing what we can to, for others to have what we have. Amen. Come on. Come on. Where would I be without Jesus? So do you want to give tonight? I said, do you want to give tonight? Now understand that it's important for us to be good stewards. What do you mean a good steward? Not just to give, but also to receive back. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians, he says, I didn't come to preach to you about giving only, but giving and receiving. Come on, amen. Yeah. Yes, sir. Maybe, maybe we should see that. Go ahead and get, well, we just might just do this. I've never done this before that I can remember. Philippians chapter 4. Do you guys mind if we just follow the Holy Ghost? Is it okay if we just follow the Holy Ghost tonight? There's some people watching tonight that, that I believe the Lord wants them to hear it, not just us. Come on. You know, I think the devil's really tried to keep people away from the church just over something as minimal as money. Do you know that financial prosperity is the lowest blessing that you can receive from the Lord? It's, it's the lowest form of prosperity. The greatest prosperity is prosperity of our, of our spirit. It's 
Spiritual things are always more valuable than natural. But yet the devil's made such a big deal out of it, people stay out of church by the droves because they talk about money. So many churches are so afraid they're going to offend somebody when they take up an offering or they talk about money. Amen. You with me? Philippians chapter 4. Verse 15. He says, now you Philippians, this is the church at Philippi, this is people like you and me, churchgoers, that aren't afraid to darken the door of a church. He says, now you Philippians, you know also that in the beginning of the gospel, or when he began coming to preach the gospel to them, when I departed from Macedonia, no church. How many churches? No churches. Now, now you understand we're talking about the Apostle Paul who wrote over half the New Testament. We're talking about the one that spread the gospel throughout Asia Minor. Who raised up church after church after church after church. And we're walking in his revelation that the Holy Spirit gave him 2,000 years later when he was on this ball of dirt. And yet, no other church but the Philippian church gave to his ministry. That's staggering. Got so excited, I lost my place. Thank you. No church communicated with me. That's giving. That's giving him an offering. No church communicated with me as concerning what? Giving and what? Receiving. Do you notice it's not just giving? Is giving and what? Receiving. Now understand it's our responsibility on both sides of this to give, but it's also our responsibility to receive. Amen. Well, I have enough. I don't have to believe, you know, for more. Well, that's, that's kind of selfish, don't you think? <laughs> no, really. Isn't that selfish? Come on. We need to be just as good receivers as we are givers. Check this out. You were the only ones that gave to me concerning giving and receiving. It was only you only. And check this out. When he was out ministering in other locations, even while I was in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. They were sending him money when he wasn't even ministering to them personally and directly. They took him on as a missionary. Amen. Wow. And they couldn't just mail him a check. They had to go personally send someone out there to give it to him. Who knows how many days ride that was, or walk. Now check out, now this gets better. 
Look at verse 17. He says, you did this for me. Not because I desired a gift. Oh yeah, brother. Them pastors, all they want is your money. That's not what Paul said. He says, you gave to me not just because I wanted to get money from you, but I desired that fruit, everybody say fruit, fruit. would abound to your account. Can you see the heart of Paul? He says, I, didn't, I, I wasn't just ministering to you so you'd give me money. I ministered to you because that was what I was called to do. And now that you have given unto me, now I'm excited that fruit is going to abound towards you. That's got to be the heart of every ministry. Everything that we do is freely given. We don't charge anybody for anything unless you go to the bookstore. <laughs> right? You know, you, and I'm not, I'm not trying to draw attention to Mary and I, but we've, we've, anybody that's, that, that attends this church, we never charge them to do a, a wedding. We never charge them to do a funeral. We never charge them for, for doing a baptism. You know, people will say, well, how much is it going to cost? I say, well, as far as we're concerned, it's not going to cost us anything. Well, how much is it going to cost to use the church? This is your church. It's, come on. I'm not going to charge you anything. Now, if you want us to bring food, I mean, now we're starting to get into those areas that, yeah. <laughs> Through the years, we've had people that just came to this church for a short amount of time just so they could use this facility in our services. And then it was like, huh, well, that's okay. Praise the Lord. I'm glad we were able to do that for you. And when I see you in heaven, we can talk about it. <laughs> the gospel is freely preached. Amen. Come on. Yes, it is. But check this out. Let's get back to the book here. He says, I'm so glad you gave to me so that fruit may abound to your account. Now, this word account is like having a bank account. You put resources into it. And it grows. Come on. Do you know that you have a heavenly account? Yes, sir. I don't have time to get into that tonight, but you have a heavenly account, and you and I are making deposits in that account on a regular basis. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory. You do some you do something unto the Lord from your heart. You do it, you do it willingly, wantingly. I don't know if that's a word. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Freely. You just sowed into your heavenly account. Amen. Where do you think your reward's going to come from in heaven? Come on. It's going to come from your account. What you put in your account. What, we, what, we, what reward did the one that, that put what the Lord gave him and hid it in a napkin under a rock. What did he get when the Lord returned? Well, he, he lost what he had. The Lord took it from him. But the one that, that used the two talents and the one that used the five talents 
and gained two and five respectively, the Lord gave it all back to him and doubled up on the guy that gave five. You know, the end of our race isn't when we go home to be with the Lord. The end of our race is when we sit down with Jesus. And, and there's a reconciliation that takes place. And he's there to calculate our reward. Too many think that the finish line is heaven, so they go, well, I'm already on my way there. I can just coast through life. Well, yeah, you can, but you're not putting anything in your heavenly account. And the goal is not to go to heaven. The goal is to have something to give Jesus when you get to heaven. Because whatever he gives me in a reward, I'm going to turn around and bow down before him and give it to him. Because we can do nothing without him. Well, we're just preaching tonight. I don't know. Or we're just talking. I don't know which it is. So he says, I desire fruit may abound to your account. Verse 18, look at his attitude. Look at Paul's attitude. He says, I have all. And I abound. I am full. Having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you. That was the messenger. The guy that had that $50 name. And it says that which was sent from you, it was an odor of a sweet smell. Ever thought about your offering smelling good to the Lord? Come on. That's good. Amen. How'd you like to sprinkle perfume on him when you give? Therefore, it was a sacrifice. Everybody say a sacrifice. The greater the sacrifice, the greater value of what you give. If I give you a hundred, if I give the Lord a hundred dollars out of my million, how many you know that's not much of a sacrifice? Come on. Come on. But if you give ten dollars out of your hundred, that's a sacrifice. Amen. Don't ever get moved by how much people say they give. It's all proportionate, it's all a percentage. Yes. Come on. Amen. That's right. Millionaires gotta give a hundred thousand to get just for just to break even. If you're making 50000 then you, you know, 5000 Yeah, but I gave a million. Yeah, we gave the same. I gave 5000 <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I'll tell you, Mary and I have been big givers for a long time. That's not brag, that's just fact. Come on. I remember we used to, you know, we used to go to church with our $5 bill, and man, that was a lot of money. I was making $4 an hour. You know what I'm saying? That woman that gave the two mites, Jesus was over there watching what they called the usury. He was out there watching the, the bucket they threw the money in. He was standing there watching. Yeah. And here came this woman and gave two mites. That's like giving two pennies. Mm-hmm. He said she gave more than anyone else. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Yes, sir. How do you know that that was a sweet smell mm-hmm. to Jesus? Yes, sir. And he was exciting now that that fruit will now abound to her. Yes. Amen. 
And she'll have a different place in heaven than the rest of these cowboys. Come on. It's fun talking about money. <laughs> it's a sacrifice. It's acceptable. It's well-pleasing to God. Now, let me ask you a question. Who is Paul talking to? He's talking to givers. Right? Could we say that this is the contents of this chapter 4? Of Philippians that he's talking to those that facilitated the ministry of the Apostle Paul and that not only gave him to that direct ministry towards them but he they also invested in those others outside of their community that he was ministering to Do you see who Paul's speaking to now we quote verse 19 like that's every believer not that's not talking about every believer talking about the giver but my God shall supply the giver all of their needs according to his riches and glory now somebody should be running right now somebody should be shouting right now Somebody should be dancing right now. Amen. He's talking to you all. Amen. You see, you qualify for verse 19. Come on. Amen. God is going to supply all your need to what the world's financial situation according to what job you have according to to you know if you're a male or a female or according to your education according to this according to that no it's according to his riches in glory thank you lord if he can get it through you he can get it to you Hallelujah. Anybody want to give tonight? <laughs> One night I didn't bring a check. <laughs> That's okay. So as we do our best to qualify, you know he'll do his best That's right. to supply. That's right. And the reason we've said all this tonight, I think, is that we need to become better receivers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And stop with this attitude, well, I got enough. Do you? I don't. Come on. There's more of that portion I want to give to the Lord's work. I want to increase my portion. I want to pick up more missionaries. I want to support more big-time ministries. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
So we're going to put some resources into his hands so that he can untie that donkey and put it to use. Amen? And get it into the field, get it into the work of the Lord Jesus Christ to get it in a place where Jesus can be glorified. Amen? So, Father, we come before you now humbly. We come before you willingly, cheerfully, joyfully, because it's time to give. And you've made us to become givers. For your love doesn't dwell us. It, we do abide in your love. We are love in the same way that you are love. And lovers give. For God so loved the world, he gave. And so this is who we are tonight as we give. This is what we do as followers of Jesus Christ. And so we give to you, Jesus. We're not necessarily given to a church. We're given to you as you have prospered us. We're given to you that portion that you have shown us from the Word of God and that portion that you show us from our heart. We say be worshipped, be glorified, be adored, be lifted up. May this willing offering to you be a sweet smell. May it be an odor that fills your nostrils with our love and our worship and our adoration. And we thank you that it's acceptable and that it pleases you. And now we choose not only to be givers, but we chose and choose to be receivers. We believe that receiving what you have promised us honors you because it takes faith and it's impossible to please you without it. And so we please you now in believing for a return from that which we give because that's your will and that's your way. And we do it by faith. And so we accept what you have decreed in your word, that as we give, it shall be given back unto us. A good measure is pressed down, is shaken together. It will run over! In other words, all grace will abound towards us. That we having all sufficiency in all things, we will abound to every good work. We accept it, we receive it, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and wait on the folks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
Well, does it seem like now is that time? All right, well, Mayor and I will just come right down here. I, I'd like to have everybody come on up because you are this church. And we'll have Ken, Pam come and minister. You want to do it down here, baby? Where's the handheld? Could you give that to Ken, please, if you don't mind? Go ahead and say what you just said because some people might not have test, heard. Test, test, test. Might not have heard what you said about the pinball and the pulling back. The Lord said at the beginning of the service when you were teaching about the waves and the water drawing back, and he said and you were teaching about body surfing in, he said you were actually speaking a prophetic word about this church. He said it is also about the church as a whole, but it is also about this church and he said and picture it as a pinball machine he said when you start to pull the little lever back he said the ball drops into place but he said it doesn't just like just go it gets pulled back it gets pulled back further and further until it's all the way back and he said and then when it's released it shoots forward and he said and since you are the representative in this church God has put you and your wife in authority in this church it's you two that get shot forward and it's you two, and you pull the church with you because you are in charge here. You are an authority here. And this church, you are the covering for all these people that are standing before you and that come each Sunday. You are their covering. And God said when that pinball shoots forward and it starts to go in different places, and he's in, some of the people are going to be afraid to go to the places that the Holy Spirit's calling them to. But he said you are their covering. He said, you are teaching these people, you are teaching those that are in this church to be confident in the Lord, to be confident in what he's called them to do. And so when they start going to places of the highways and the byways and start finding the people that are lost and the people that are on the ground and hidden and in the bushes and in the hedges and don't know where God is, they're not going to be afraid. shining and it looks like it's over the hill it looks like it's coming this way but he said but that's where you're headed you're headed over the hill you're headed to where when the sun rises you're going to be there already you're going to be there when it rises you're going to be there when it sets because you're going to be there with god somebody else has a word just go ahead and give that. Just as you've said tonight, Pastor Bruce, <clears throat> we are to um, give and to receive. The Lord wants you to put out your receivers and all of us to put out our receivers. Jesus. To receive what he has spoken and what he has spoken to you this night. 
but that we are to receive, and you are to receive. You are to receive this word and go forth with it. It's just that as the Spirit leads in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have something, Cindy? If you do, just give it.
Sharon, put your hands up. <laughs> the breath of God is upon me. Want some fire? Who wants some fire? You want some fire? Always fire. Always fire. Always fire. 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 Fire! Fire! Hey, come on, Sukuma. Come here. Put your hand on her belly. Fire! Oh, fire! In Jesus' name. Fire! In Jesus' name. He go Saturate, 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 saturate every cell in Jesus' name. Hold you, 
It's not over. God's not done. God's not done with you. God's not done with you. He's not done with you. More work, more work, more work. Anybody else? Anybody else? Kenny, you want some fire? Hella kind of a dava. Hella bit in a moko mosana. You got it. Fire. 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 Saturate every cell from within. In Jigilabatukubu. Yeah, yeah. In Jesus. In Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yeah, 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 that anointing, that anointing that's been upon you. I say, I say, I say, it's increasing. I say, opportunity to use that anointing is in your future in Jesus' name. So use that anointing, yield therein to that anointing and let it flow like a river. Hmm, opening eyes, healing bodies, bringing deliverance in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, you need something. Come here. You ready? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. That which is dormant, I, I command you to come alive. That which, that which is dormant, you come back online in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ha 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 ha